This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, March 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Trump's NAFTA tactics. 199A fix. A draft farm bill is coming. Conaway reaches out and EPA reporting an exemption. Ag chairman. Tariffs shouldn't be a playing card. President Trump's new tariffs on steel and aluminum are being met with a mixture of alarm and some relief in U.S. agriculture. The relief is because Canada and Mexico will initially be exempt from tariffs as the administration tries to use the threat of duties as leverage in the ongoing NAFTA negotiations. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue said yesterday, describing the Trump strategy, we're going to use this to get NAFTA done. But Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, a Kansas Republican, says the temporary carve-outs for the NAFTA partners are a bad trade policy because they'll create market uncertainty. Roberts said as he spoke with reporters after a meeting where GOP senators discussed how to respond to the Trump policy, I don't think our trade policy should be used as a playing card. Canada won't change negotiating approach. The American Soybean Association called the tariffs a disastrous course of action that invites retaliation by U.S. trading partners. The National Corn Growers Association says the tariffs could increase prices for tractors and combines. But a pro-trade coalition of farm groups and agribusiness companies called Americans for Farmers and Families praised the exemptions for Canada and Mexico, saying it's clear that President Trump recognizes the importance of Mexico and Canada as a market. Canadian Minister of Foreign Affairs Christia Freeland expressed relief that her country got an exemption. But she also suggested that the threat of losing it wouldn't change the way Canada negotiates. She said, our approach to the NAFTA talks has been consistent since negotiations began last year. Today's announcement does not change that. Announcement near on Section 199A fix. Lawmakers are close to announcing a deal to reform the lucrative Section 199A tax benefit for farmer cooperatives and act as a part of the 2017 tax cuts. The new provision, which will be folded into an omnibus spending bill that Congress must pass this month, is being kept under wraps for now. Sources tell AgriPulse that co-op members would no longer be able to take the 20% deduction on their gross sales to cooperatives. But co-ops will be treated similarly to how they were under the now-repealed Section 199 deduction. The way the tax law was written, farmers could apply the deduction to the full amount of their sales to co-ops, but only to taxable income when selling to other buyers. Senator John Thune, a South Dakota Republican, said yesterday the only remaining issue was how to announce the deal. He said, we're trying to get all the principles to figure out how we're going to make that known. Conaway reaching out to Democrats as farm bill markup nears. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway, Texas Republican, says he hopes to release his draft farm bill next week in preparation for committee action the week of March 19th. The bill would go to the House floor after lawmakers return from the Easter recess. Conaway also says he started reaching out to Democrats to ensure he's got bipartisan support for his farm bill in committee and on the floor. Conaway says we've opened those channels of communication. The outreach includes sharing the draft bill's nutrition title with the committee's ranking Democrat, Colin Peterson of Minnesota. The bill will need Democratic votes to overcome the expected loss of GOP conservatives. House Speaker Paul Ryan, meanwhile, has started pitching the farm bill as a key part of the House GOP strategy to reform welfare programs. 
The nutrition title is expected to include provisions to tighten work requirements on able-bodied food stamp recipients who don't have dependents. GOP confident on EPA reporting exemption. Senate Republicans say they've got the Democratic support they need to pass a bill exempting livestock operations from EPA's pollution reporting requirements. An appeals court ruled last year that EPA wrongly exempted farms from reporting under two laws, including the Superfund law known by its acronym CERCLA. An exemption bill is expected to be introduced to the House next week. The Senate version has 12 Democratic co-sponsors, including the ranking member of the Environment and Public Works Committee, Tom Carper of Delaware. Carper says the bill would provide needed certainty for farmers. Democrats seek to refocus RFS on next-gen fuels. Some Democrats are proposing to overhaul the renewable fuel standard to shift its mandates away from corn ethanol to advanced biofuels made from crop residue, wood waste, and other non-food feedstock. The bill, introduced by Representative Peter Welch, a Vermont Democrat, and Senator Tom Udall, a Democrat of New Mexico, would phase down targets for conventional biofuels to 9.7% of gasoline demand and mandate usage of 2 billion gallons of cellulosic biofuels by 2037. The bill is called the Greener Fuels Act, which is short for Growing Renewable Energy Through Existing and New Environmentally Responsible Fuels Act. Many Democrats supported the RFS due to the promised environmental benefits and the next generation of advanced biofuels. Those promises have yet to be realized, Udall said. Ethanol Group sharply criticizing the bill. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Bob Deneen called the legislation a solution in search of a problem that would ultimately harm consumers. The bill's introduction comes as a group of senators led by John Cornyn, a Texas Republican, is working on its own set of RFS reforms. Cornyn will say only that the proposal will be released soon. USFS agrees to change the way it probes sex harassment. The U.S. Forest Service has agreed to temporarily change the way it investigates allegations of sexual harassment by staff members. The decision came in response to an inspector general's report and follows the resignation this week of Forest Service Chief Tony Took, who allegedly had relations with subordinates. Complaints about sexual harassment within the agency go back years. The agency has agreed to hire outside investigators to look into sexual harassment cases over the next year instead of probing the allegations internally. Agency officials say they aren't sure that using outside investigators will restore employee trust, but agreed to test that approach for the year. Here's today's She Said It. I've long been concerned about the complaints of widespread sexual harassment and misconduct at the U.S. Forest Service. While I am pleased that the agency has accepted the recommendations of this report, it is clear there is still more work that needs to be done. That's Senator Debbie Stabenow, the ranking Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, responding to the Inspector General's report. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, March 9th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.